You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey everybody, it's the Vegas Bad Boys Hour Podcasting. This is Wrestling Talk. I'm Matt Michaels here with Sin City Steve and the roaming Simon Street today. Um, <laughs> Mr. DJ Impact, uh, he was at the CES, the Consumer Electronic Convention here in Las Vegas this week. And from what I heard... Unfortunately, he lost his fuzzy white slippers again and is currently looking for them uh, at the MGM Grand. Uh, so hopefully he will find those soon and be back with us next week. But let's get into it right away with our four-way stop. <laughs> All right, Steve, what's going on in wrestling? Not only this week, but maybe even the last past weeks since we've been off for uh, the new year. Honestly, man, the last week has been absolutely crazy in pro wrestling. Um, first things first, let's just start at the top. Kazuchika Okada is your new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling after taking the title back from Jay White. Unfortunately, this match really suffered from its placement on the card in the main event. How often can we really say that? Mm -hmm. um, it, uh, it followed what was actually an all-time classic match. Um, we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Uh, but Okada won with the Rainmaker in about 33 minutes. Uh, actually, Shin Shingo Takagi showed up post-match and appears to be Okada's first challenger. That match that I was just referencing, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. And Kenny Omega is your new IWGP United States champion uh, after beating Will Ospreay in, I'll go ahead and say it, four days into 2023. This will be the match of the year in 2023. Uh, I genuinely, genuinely hope that there's a better match this year because, quite frankly, this is one of the best matches I've ever seen. That is no hyperbole. That is no bullshit. This match was, it, it has something for absolutely everybody. Um, it, it was absolutely great. Um, from the very beginning, Kenny Omega entered not to his AEW theme, not to his New Japan theme, but to Sephiroth's theme from Final Fantasy VII, One Winged Angel, and he won the match with the move of the same name. Do yourselves a favor, spend the $7.70 Get a subscription to New Japan World, if for no other reason than this match alone. And then uh, Darby Allen won the TNT title on Dynamite after defeating Samoa Joe in Seattle um, after two coffin drops. 
Samoa Joe beat the absolute shit out of Darby before Darby turned the tide and picked up the win and got a loud pop at home. <sighs> Steve, I missed you. I missed you too, buddy. <laughs> Simon Street, what do you got going on? Well, definitely to echo some of the sentiment of Sin City Steve, I will definitely say that Kenny Omega will Ospreay match will definitely easily go down top three match uh probably uh, not only this year but maybe in the next five years to be honest with you uh two pair perfectly paired individuals that know each other so well and can match each other move for move made for just high octane exciting match from start to finish uh, but i won't go any more than that um definitely uh you know uh the one big thing and i know y'all want me to talk about it so i'm just gonna go right to it mercedes monet Yes, yes, yes. If you're living under a rock that used to be otherwise known as Shasha Banks is uh, came in right after, um, you know, which was a, you know, a decent match between um, what you call it. Well, with Kyrie Sane coming out, defending her her title. So that's going to be interesting. That's going to be coming up pretty soon. Uh, I like what what, you know, uh, Mercedes Monet is bringing to the table. We'll see what happens. I think it was the best bet for her. Some people say she'll go to AEW, and if she does, I think it'd be great. You know, at the end of the day, uh, it's all about making moves that make up more moves and make up more moves. And if you stick in a WWE pond, sometimes those moves are plotted out for you. Without that being said, other matches that I really enjoyed uh, from this past week was the Zack Sabre Jr. Um, Ren Narita match. I mean, I like any any match with Zack Sabre Jr. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. It's great seeing him. Outside of that, Raw was popping. Uh, Bloodline is just dominating. They're kicking in teeth. That match with freaking uh, Solo Sokoa and freaking uh, Elias was amazing. That freaking spinning solo drop on top of the uh, grand piano and then the legs went from underneath it was sheer madness. And SmackDown was a hoot, too. Well, one thing we just learned is that uh, you definitely think matches are freaking they are freaking. They're freaking awesome. If my eyes are watching it for longer than 10, 15 minutes. Come on, man. My attention span is short as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to the best uh, of us, bro. Uh, uh, I, I definitely have to say that, uh, you know, um, unlike uh, you gentlemen, uh, I could give one shit about New Japan Pro Wrestling and the Tokyo Dome and blah, fucking blah. Give me John Cena. And KO versus Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn, not only in a match that gives John 20 straight years of having a televised wrestling match, but also sets up Sami Zayn looking in the eyes of Roman Reigns as maybe, maybe he thinks he's the head of the table. But then we find out that Roman realizes he's got to control his temper you know he shouldn't take things out on sammy and that kevin made a good point maybe he's just mad at kevin owens the storyline is fucking great and that match whenever it comes down that you know sammy ends up peeling off and uh you know whether it be a, a tag team with ko against the usos or whatever it ends up my god they have set it up beautifully uh, for you know what's going on uh you know solo Sokoa, like you said on uh, monday night raw was excellent and 
I'm sorry, but Paul Heyman calling Sami Zayn Shmuley has got to be one of the best things on TV every single time he does it. It's it just it huh, makes me verklempt. So that is uh, our four way stop, and let's get to too sweet for the week. <laughs> All right, Simon Street, what do you got this week? Well, definitely for me, I will say too sweet for the week is definitely whoop that trick coming out of straight SmackDown. Um, normally, I don't find anything that Charlotte says to be that comically timing or even funny, but that day, she was definitely on it. Whoop that trick was echoed throughout the arena, and you know, it made me want to go back and watch you know, that good old great film of the guy that probably could be my brother, Hustle and Flow, man. I'm just saying, it was a freaking awesome moment. Um, you know, the second thing also, too, was, you know, again, going back to, to Monday Night Raw, um, just seeing uh, Dexter Loomis scare the shit, literally, I thought maybe the shit out of Otis was comical at best because... We've seen that. If you watch NXT, you've seen that same little thing. But Otis actually did look, I don't know, realistic with his scare. Like, like he was really just scared shitless. But, I mean, outside of that, um, a good match, too, that I want to I wanna quickly talk about is Austin Theory, Seth Rollins. And the reason why I want to talk about it is because for the longest time, you know, I think earlier in the last year, I was talking about, you know, how Austin Theory his transition into becoming that main event. And we're seeing it right before our eyes. I mean, obviously, he's getting the shine from Seth Rollins. He's gotten the shine from Bobby. You know, he's doing it the right way. And I think that that can't be said enough. We, at times, can be very, you know, can ridicule a lot of the wrestlers that are coming up, saying that, you know, they're just getting, you know, whatever they get based on who likes them. This young man, he has something. And I'm telling you right now, in the next five years, I know, Michaels, you agree, man, and even you, Sin City, and a lot of other people, this guy deserves to be at the top. Yeah. Enough said. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't agree enough uh, with that. Uh, personally, I, I have to say, for me, it's uh, been the last two weeks of seeing Charlotte Flair back on TV. Uh, you know, here's the difference between WWE and AEW. AEW has not been around long enough to just have someone show up who has been on their roster and for it to have some kind of huge impact like Charlotte Flair. She can go away for seven months and then she shows up with the trick right here being, and using the word trick, <laughs> that they didn't have to announce her. Now, AEW should be announcing people because that will get fans to watch. But WWE, they can just pull out something like that, have her come in, have her beat a Ronda Rousey on Fox TV in front of a couple million. And it wasn't even the biggest, you know, set up match of the night. So you already advertised John Cena getting the eyes there. What do you do? You bring in Charlotte. And then your next week, now you give her the mic and she creates the moment you talked about, Simon. So that's the thing. And also we get to see someone like Sonia Deville go against Charlotte. You know, I think we're going to see that kind of it's not going to be just Charlotte versus the top 
top-tier women right away. You're going to see her against some people that you haven't necessarily seen her wrestle against. And she continues to prove why she is the greatest female wrestler ever to do it. And put her on the, the likes of a John Cena, put her on the likes of her dad, put her on the likes of an Austin, a Rock, a Roman. These people are the ones who print the fucking money. Steve, what do you got? All right. So first things first, my biggest two sweet this week actually goes to Mike Mansouri. That name doesn't quite ring a bell for a lot of people. He is the former VP of global television production for WWE that that AEW, of course, brought in to be their senior VP and co-executive producer. This week's AEW TV shows were the first ones being overseen by Mansouri. Everything changed from top to bottom with the production, from the new set, which looks fucking awesome, to the way the show is being shot. They're using more uh, camera angles. They're using different camera angles and different techniques. And also for all you uh, WWE maxis out there, the camera cuts are there in AEW. So if you've missed them, tune in. You'll be used to the, the breakneck speed that you usually get on Raw. Um, not quite as jarring as in WWE, though. Um, elsewhere, Swerve and AR Fox had themselves an absolutely great match given their minutes on Dynamite. Uh, those guys have great chemistry. They picked up right where they left off. Um, and Steve's, Steve's taking a check in a second to, uh, he's all choked up about the set so much that he's, he's a little verklempt. That's okay, Shmuley. That's all right. Just calm hey, down. Thanks. <laughs> you uh, foul. Sorry about that. Um, so no, uh, Killshot and Dante Fox in Lucha Underground started it. And they continued it right back here. Um, it was a great showcase for AR Fox. Uh, Swerve definitely looks like he can be a major player, though. Um, just goes to show that this guy was the reason that Hit Row was so over in their previous run. That much is obvious at this point. Um, for all the heat, all the bullshit that AEW has gotten for signing WWE castoffs, take one look at their champions right now. World champion, MJF. TNT champion, Darby. Women's champion, Hater. TBS champion, Jade. Tag team champions, Acclaimed. All-Atlantic, Orange. All AEW originals, as it should be. Use the credibility from those ex-WWE signings to get your homegrown talents over. They're finally starting to get it. And speaking of something very similar to that, yeah, they lost the match, but top flight, yeah, they won a lot on Rampage in their match versus Danielson and Moxley. Um, great showcase for those guys. Mox and Danielson gave those dudes a lot. Obviously, they won the match, but yeah, the Martins looked great on Rampage. All right, well, there we go. And that leads us into, of course, the uh, what the fuck. <laughs> All right, so because, Steve, you brought it up, I will start with my what the fuck, and that is, honestly, until you mentioned it, Steve, I didn't even fucking remember that he started this week's, you know, show with the new set and the new cut. I, I watched the shit, and I didn't even realize it. 
And that that is not here's the thing too. That's not an uh, that's an honest from what you said. I didn't realize. I knew he was starting this week, but I didn't even think about it. And when you said it, it hit me that when I watched, I didn't even notice. So that's the counter, you know, aspect. I I I really wish I could say that I, you know, I under, you know, it was a coherent thing. It's something that I realized, I recognized, um, and now it's something that I have to take a harder look at because of the fact that it just did not catch my eye. That's no one's fault. I mean, obviously. This is something to freshen up the product. You obviously noticed it because you watch it. You obviously can tell when things change um, because you're so invested into it. But that's a red flag for me as a casual fan because of the fact that if I can't separate that, then all this money you're investing into making your product apparently better is it hitting with the people you really need it to hit with, which is the growth of your product as opposed to the fans you already have? So hopefully, you know, I'll I'll warm up to it and actually recognize, you know, the things. But uh, that was not a planned what the fuck for me until you mentioned it. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, go to you, Simon Street. Well, my pretty much what the fuck definitely is going to be, <clears throat> first and foremost, the book of Hobbes. Can we just be done with that book, please? Because uh, it is going on how many weeks since he's Steve? I'm like, I'm tired of hearing about it. And and then me wasting at least five to ten minutes on a promo. Well, I think it was maybe seven minutes. I'm being mean. But him trying to explain the shit to me. I'm like, bro, you should have done that shit like three three weeks ago. So that's my first one. The second one that I just was kind of scratching my head just a little bit, um, it, it, and I'm going to say this as clear as possible. Dominic, Dom Mysterio's promo, this motherfucker got a tear on his eye? Oh, yeah. He got a tear <laughs> on his eye. I just wanted to make sure that I saw, did he have a tear on his eye? Does WWE know what that tear means? For anybody that listened to the Vegas Bad Boys podcast and they maybe have a little bit of exposure to them, them streets a little bit, know what that tear means. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I'm just I'm just being real with you. I know some I know some brothers that, that wrestle out of FSW don't even put a tear on their shit. You see what I'm saying? So I don't know. I mean I, I I mean, but you know what the sad thing about it was? As far as a promo from Dom, it was decent till yeah. I saw the tear. Till I saw the tear. I was like, bro, for real. Anyways, um outside of that, I, I you know what? I just got. I, I I gotta say it. I just I just gotta say it. I really don't understand what the big deal. And I'm gonna be an asshole, Bronson Reed. I'm gonna leave it there. I I just I just I don't understand it. Hmm. That's interesting. Re Rewrap it if you want to. I I, I want to see what it looked like when it come out the box. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. That's that's yeah. a guy. I didn't even think of that in that sense. So. That's that's interesting. Steve, what do you have? All right. So Friday exposed one major issue for me with AEW booking. And it's something that has been there that we've made mention of. But realistically, if 
Friday just summed it all up. Um, Friday on Rampage, we had Darby Allen defending his newly won TNT title against Mike Bennett, you know, of the kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> what singles wins has Mike Bennett done to earn a title shot? Like, what, what has he done? Like, what singles wins does he have? Um, also, Battle of the Belts. Jade Cargill defended her TBS title against Sky Blue. Again, I ask, what singles wins does Sky Blue have? What has she done to earn a title shot? Come the fuck on. Um, Simon, I'm glad that you made mention of this in the very first segment. This is why I didn't mention it in the first segment. Yes, Mercedes Monet def- uh, debuted at Wrestle Kingdom 17. And uh, Monet hit Kyrie with an ultra contrived move that uh, was botched somewhere along the way and quite honestly looked really bad. She hold on, hold on, promo. hold on. I got to add I it real quick. Kyrie botched it. No, 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 no. Kyrie didn't botch it. I'm going to say you got to hit it to botch it. They didn't even hit it. The air didn't even botch. Yeah, it, 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 dude, it yeah. was just bad from beginning yeah. to end. And then she then cut a promo in a very slow cadence that the internet thought was a botch as well, thought she was drunk, whatever. Obviously, she spoke in a cadence that could be more easily understood by the translators and those English-speaking fans in the Tokyo audience. Either way, this debut was definitely not what was needed. Let's just hope that when she shows up in AEW, they do it better. All right. Um, You know, to go along the lines kind of, Steve, uh, every time Willow Nightingale shows up too, it's like, why the fuck is she on TV? She might as well just be on dark. So, hey uh, man, yeah. she she she's a voice of positivity. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, time for the lookout. <laughs> Steve, what are you looking out for? Well, um, I just mentioned something in the last segment. But uh, Soraya had a sit-down promo with uh, Renee Paquette, um, had uh, Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm there. Soraya put over Tony, saying that she was the best wrestler in the division and uh, that she was going to be her partner. Shida was offended, for lack of a better term. Um, so I really want to see what they do with Shida. Do they turn her heel Wednesday? Quite honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Tony Storm is a red herring and uh, Sheeta lays out Storm. Soraya's without a tag team partner. So what happens? You build it up, and then you have Mercedes Monet come out as Soraya's tag team partner. Yes, it's unannounced, but it's from the Kia Forum. Why not? Uh, elsewhere, AEW has repackaged Preston Vance. Put him with uh, LFI, Lafaxion and Gobernable. Honestly, this dude has a great look. And the crowd fucking hated this dude's guts. Um, He has the makings of being able to be put into a good position. And I think that he'll be able to run with the ball if they trust him enough. Um, He uh, he wrestled a local indie guy that was under a mask. And, uh, you know, after the match, he ripped the dude's mask off. So much more star power than anything that he had while he was in the dark order. I know. Go figure. But. Still, I I think that this is the right move. And yeah, I could see him being a a challenger for the TNT title soon. Uh, Also, 60-minute Ironman match between uh, Brian Danielson and MJF at AEW Revolution. Sign me the fuck up. 
All right. Uh, for myself, I am looking forward to see who is going to be the first opponent for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, it's going to be, a, I think, a 20-woman battle royal coming up uh, here this week. Uh, should be fairly intriguing. Uh, Want to see where uh, the Chase U is going. Uh, you know, Duke Hudson has really just kind of made this dynamic even more interesting. That guy has got such a smooth kind of molasses type feel to him that it's 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 wonderful to see him uh, out there. Um, I definitely am interested to see if we get Ronda teaming with Shayna now. Um, I think that would be just phenomenal. It just would make that much sense. Um, it would take a little, you know, a little pressure of off of Ronda having to, you know, just be doing all the in-room work and uh, give a little shine to Shayna. And I would, I, I would have loved to have seen them this week when Charlotte was, you know, wrestling Sonia for those two to come out. And then the three of them start a faction up, which would have been uh, very interesting to see. But uh, looking forward to see if they go that way. And, you know, you talked about ripping a mask off of someone. I love Karrion Cross taking out a 619 mask and putting it on someone no one's ever done that <laughs> to put a mask on someone to to send a message that was pretty fucking sweet all right simon street what do you got well i want to start off the first part of what i'm looking forward to is uh pretty much saturday january 28th royal rumble uh i am getting super super excited uh it is one of my favorite uh pay-per-view events that wwe puts on and the, the you know the card is stacking up you know and and the best part you don't know who's gonna pop out for usually with that five or ten slots of the royal rumbles or who they're gonna have so that's always fun um another thing that i'm looking forward to is more seeing scarlet wrestle uh, when she wrestles about as better than, uh, probably three or four women on the roster, one of which was a women's champion, uh, you know, I kind of want to see that. And that's just me being honest, not nothing to be cruel, just being honest. Um, if you watched her back at impact, she wrestled quite frequently during that time and improved a lot, took the opportunity. Um, I too, Matt Michaels, love the fact that of what Karen Cross did, putting the mask of Ray Mysterio on people. Um, yeah. Even for me, maybe it's a wish list, but I would hope that somewhere down the road, Karrion Cross and, uh, you know, freaking Phantasma go one-on-one at some point. I would love to see that. I do know that it has been confirmed that Dragon Lee is coming to WWE, so I know that they're going to use that as an intricate story in the storyline with them. So, you know, I just I want to see Karrion Cross. A little bit more used before we start pushing them towards the title, which eventually will eventually come back to pass. Um, I want to see more. Uh, and that's pretty much all I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Dragon Lee. As of right now, it seems like Dragon Lee is going to NXT first. So I'm cool with that. Yeah, so that should be an interesting build, especially because guess who's starting to make a fucking impact there? Axiom. Mm -hmm. There is a fucking match. Book that shit right Hell now. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. That man. would be great. That'd be All awesome. Right. Here we go. Best in show. 
right, Simon Street, what's your betting show? Look, I got to be honest with you. As far as this week, I got to say, man, Wrestle Kingdom 17. Uh, and I was one of the guys that actually paid for it. I paid for it because I went and saw it at a friend's house, and he paid for it, and I gave him some money for some chips. So, therefore, I paid for it. But I paid for it, all right? I didn't just do it for piracy. And But, but, but I got to say, from start to finish, well done. Well done. I mean, even some of, like, the nostalgia stuff of, you know, with the Ran- uh, Rambo, with the Great Okan, Shingo Tagagi show, and Toro Yano. I mean, like, that was pretty cool. I was like, all right, old-ass man. If somebody get that bin gate, they didn't even they didn't bother to give them no goddamn ice pack on the back of the neck, bro. You stay in ice all day, but that was cool, man. And like I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, Zach Saber Jr., anytime I get to see him is really fun. I mean, you know, even stuff that I felt could have been better, like you know, the Tommy Tonga, you know, Carl Anderson for the never open weight championship, that was pretty cool. Um, and in one match, I want to say, anytime that I could see. Uh, you know, Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. I, I know we're going to be talking about that a lot and, and going back to it. It's going to irritate Matt Michaels, but that's okay. Because if I could do that once a show, I feel like I've met my, my quota for the night. But yeah, uh, very happy with what that show represented. And the person that was at the place where I was watching has never really watched uh, Japan wrestling at all. And so for them, they only saw through the lens of WWE and WCW back in the day. And they were like, whoa, this is really different, um, even to the point of how the crowd was. And like we've talked about it many a time, like they're very reserved. Like they clap when they want to clap. They wait till the match gets done because that was something they was asked. Well, why are they so quiet? So, no, they're very reserved. They respect wrestling. It's a culture for them. But, yeah, that's pretty much what I would say best in show. Sin City, Steve, tell us why Wrestle Kingdom was the best. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of kind of stole the thunder there. But uh, right. so here's the thing. Dynamite was good this week. Rampage was actually decent. I was pleasantly surprised. But yeah, I got to give it to Wrestle Kingdom 17. Um, obviously, you know, we talked about Okada and White and Omega and Osprey. Um, Hiromu Takahashi uh, also won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title fucking again uh dudes won that title like 17 times it seems like um this time obviously uh over three guys taiji shimori uh master wado and el desperado um very solid match good shit and we did see the final match with keiji mudo wrestling in new japan uh, he teamed with hiroshi tanahashi and shota umino and uh yeah they they beat Los Ingobernables de Japón. And uh, who got the win in that? Oh, yeah, the young guy, Shoda. That's pretty cool. Um, so you would figure, you know, Muda would get the win. No, they gave it to the young guy that's just starting his career out. It's the whole past, present, and future thing. Really well done. Uh, FTR did do the job, dropped those IWGP tag titles. And uh, Zack Sabre won the New Japan World TV Championship. And the final thing Carl Anderson ever did in a New Japan ring was botch a gun stun cell. Well done. Well done, machine gun. Oh, well. At least at least he put Tama over and Tama Tonga is your new never open weight champion. Come on. WWE conspiracy right there in front of your face. Hey, they told them. The office I did, told them. I didn't them want to say it. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, a lot of good wrestling. And of course, uh, you know, you have your different choices, your different tastes. Uh, I'm going to go a totally different direction this week. And I'm going to say the best uh, in show this week was the best show in Vegas this week, the AVN Expo. Oh, man. You know, it's it's just that time of year. It's like Christmas for adult entertainment. It is wonderfully fun. There are great people. Uh, just some some spectacular uh some spectacular personalities and, and great people involved in that industry. Um, and why talk about it on a wrestling show? Well, if you know anything about professional wrestling, mm. uh, just talk to, you know, some of the guys out there, like, I don't know, Matt Riddle, who might be making headlines recently for uh, his involvement with uh, some of the industry people. Um, and uh, a lot Dolph of Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler, yes. Uh, I'm I'm not even to bring up Chris Jericho, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. But uh, it, it just goes hand in hand, man. Uh, they're two similar industries. Um, there are very uh, the perception that the public has of these industries are one thing, and the reality of what it is to be in the business and what it is to um, be a professional and to be an entrepreneur and a brand maker in the businesses are very similar. And uh, everyone puts hard work into it. And uh, shout out to uh, the Hall of Famer, uh, Glenn King, who is uh, you know always uh, recognized and loved by uh, his fellow uh, industry people. So we definitely appreciate them being out here uh, this week. Um, we also uh, do appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, thank you guys very much. Um, that is uh, it for Wrestling Talk this week. We're about to go live here in a little bit for our three count this week. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, go ahead and tune in to three count tomorrow. But if you're joining us right now, stay tuned. We'll be right back with three count. And uh, again, hopefully we'll see DJ Impact next week in his beautiful white fuzzy slippers. And the world will have balance once again with that. Until next week, everyone. <laughs> Uh, it's been our pleasure and uh, happy wrestling. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.